0: I usually just go into it you just go you just go into it i love I, that dude i go just into it off man. the cuff man off the I cuff did. too just, many people be trying to get the polished podcast nowadays you know yeah i don't like posh you know there's so many people that have polished podcasts and it's like the same thing over and over again i like to do like some stuff um are you recording by the way i am recording right now okay let me make sure i'm re- okay i'm recording yeah so many people have the <laughs> so many people have the polished look and i'm just i'll take a couple things here and there um but yeah i just i don't know i like i like just a normal conversation like i feel like we're friends and this is the first time you and i are, are talking like chatting yeah for sure i like that no i feel that in your
1: podcast though even when you actually when i hearing them i'm just like it's not really like so outlined, which I love. I feel like I'm just kind of peering into someone's conversation, which is I'm assuming that's your goal, right? Because too many times, like people go through like this rabbit hole, but it's like
0: so staged that's
1: it's, like it's right. not even a rabbit hole because right. the questions are already there. You know, right. so I right. feel you on
0: that. I, I mean, I have a bunch of questions for you because I'm just I'm just curious. Like I was on i was on my buddy's podcast purpose in the youth you know that po- shout out purpose in the youth. you need to get on that podcast mm-hmm. so if bobby's mm-hmm. listening to this right now you need to you need <laughs> to get this man edward up in your podcast right now hey. um but i I totally forgot where i was going with that bobby podcast purpose in the youth uh
1: you were saying
0: dude we're two in the same
1: bro i might my, my like train of thought it goes like dude. <laughs> like real quick dude so that's
0: so frustrating it was like a really good point too what was i talking about oh now i remember he does so much research on you which is like it's super cool yeah yeah, yeah. like he knows you better than you know yourself before you (laughs) get onto the podcast i really like that i personally take a different approach i do a little bit of research and you're different because i kind of I don't know. We've been talking and linking on Instagram and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I kind of already knew like what you do and stuff like that. But I kind of don't want to know too, because it makes me more curious. And then I ask the questions that I think the people listening, listening to this would want to ask. So I don't know. I'm experimenting with it. I go back and forth but that's good. Uh, yeah that's good. what episode are you on now what is this it's dude, like you're number 20 bro congrats
1: dude <laughs> 20 yeah holy crap yeah man dude that's crazy i know you've been going you've been going hard
0: at these bro you've been pumping them out <laughs> i've been pumping and not re- i mean once a week that's really all it yeah. is it just stacks good up good stuff dude good, yeah, stuff, stacks up. good stuff um how's mid convo going by the way i know you're going oh. i know you get that a lot it might frustrate yeah, yeah, you right yeah, yeah. but <laughs> but when are you starting um, that back up again it's at, the,
1: at this moment it's dormant, Okay. <laughs> but it needs to come back alive. Honestly, I've just been so busy with just a bunch of stuff and, but it's, I'm trying to figure out, like I was, remember I was doing video format for a while and I was like recording the whole thing. And then I was going back and forth. I'm like, uh, I just, I don't want to do video format cause I want to do podcasts with people who don't live locally. Like I want to be able to just do it like just audio, but then I, I was doing like, a, I was asking some of my homies and some of them like, we do like the video ones. Like we like to have it in the background, like when we're watching, we're doing work on the computer. So yeah. I was like, ah, now I'm like, do I want to go back, back to forth. video? Yeah. But for the most part, it's just a matter of um, just picking it back up. I'm actually thinking about doing one right after this just like a self one. I think that that's why I was overwhelming myself too, you know, cause I was trying to be like, always get a guest every single week. And that overwhelmed me so much where I'm like, Oh shit. Like I, I don't have a guest this week, you know? And so I think having that pressure off
0: my back and I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to do a personal episode. I feel like I could keep it more consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Are you, don't be afraid of the solo. Like I, I was super afraid of the solo, Um, When I first got started and then I was just getting great feedback, people were like, dude, I almost like the solo better than like the guests. I'm like, whoa, really? So I think obviously some people are going to like the guests better than just the solo. But I think when you do both, it's just like it's just a really nice mix. So for sure. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be afraid of it i I'd definitely, yeah. yeah, go for it for sure. I, I got to get you on my podcast, dude. Hell yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hell yeah, you do. <laughs>
1: yeah, we should do that. We should do that. Probably yeah, sometime we, in the coming weeks. Do it right after this.
0: No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I know. It's just Dude, that would be so much work. Double banger, just asking the same
0: questions. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, you'd have to get super creative. But yeah, yeah I mean, I want to do, I want to, we're creatives, right? Like we want to have the perfect looking video, color graded, like the perfect audio quality and i think what's helped me so much with this podcast is when i started it i didn't really take it seriously and i was just like this is going to be like a fun little project where i can just you know just rip and say whatever i want and have some fun with it and now i'm starting to take it more seriously um where i can you know make some tweaks and make it just a little bit more high quality but yeah i mean us creators like we just we're such perfectionists we want to make it it's so terrible do you so terrible do you feel that do you experience that like a lot
1: oh 100 percent. it's terrible like there's literally been times where like i've shot in entire videos or like entire projects and they just get like abandoned because i'm just like this isn't what i wanted and it's like already so much better than what i was doing like a year ago but because i'm like no no i'm better now i need to get this out the way i want it and i need to reshoot it if i want to get it right but i've definitely learned uh after freelancing for a couple months now almost a year just like getting it out is so much more important than just trying to perfect it because ch- like realistically that's probably not going to be the piece of content that blows up or
0: or whatever right you know? so right that's it, how
1: i feel but I, I struggle with that on a daily basis though
0: for is sure. it is your perfectionism or whatever you want to call it, um, is it easier to let those things go with other people's projects that you're doing versus your own stuff or is it like vice versa? Is, it, is there a difference?
1: Uh, I, yeah, that's true. I guess like are you asking like if it's a client job or if it's my own thing. Yeah 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 i would say like if it's a client job i'm definitely more easy going on myself i'm like eh, i just i get it i gotta get it out you know right. so i just get it sent over yeah but yeah on my own personal stuff if it's like going on like my my instagram or like my branding i definitely um oh shit if you're a client and listen to this i i still do <laughs> try my very best on all the work <laughs> Don't listen to this. But, if uh, yeah, if you're a client, I still put hundred percent, I promise. Yeah. Um but no no no. When I do put it on my own, I get more technical about it, you know. So yeah. it's kind of a downside. But I mean I feel like it, it helps you and hurts you, right? You should never be like complacent and always put out like half assed content, but at the same time you should not be so hard on yourself and consistency is so much more important than trying to get like the best video every
0: single time, you know. Right, right. Yeah, man, uh, I I feel you on that. Um, okay, I wanna I wanna take it back. That was a nice little transition there. Um, so you have a Tesla? I didn't even know you had a Tesla. By the way, I'm very yeah yeah. So very envious. I, of you I don't. Right now.
1: Yeah yeah. It's kind of a crazy story. So if you follow me on IG, I have a Forerunner, which is like what I use maybe for all my video stuff. Okay. And then oh, we yeah, we right. had a home. Yeah yeah. Why, why are you driving so a Tesla? The, <laughs> yeah, I still have the Forerunner. I still have the Forerunner. But um, my parents wanted to get like a, a different car and uh, I was going to get a commuter because I drive my office is in Seattle and I was like, I'm going to spend like $5,000 and just get like a civic or something and just commute with it because paying gas with that forerunner all the way to Seattle is just brutal. not what's up. Brutal. It's brutal. So um, there's a spare car at home and I was like, yo, let's just sell this. I'll put in the down payment that I was going to put on this beater car and then let's just get a Tesla together, you know? So uh, my parents, they kind of use it on the weekends because they work Monday through Friday. And so during the week, I just kind of use it. So it's like a family car. It's not really like my car entirely. It's like a family car, but it's nice because I get to drive it because um, I pay for part of it whenever like, they're not using it because I still have my foreigners, So if they need the car, then like, they can take it. But That's sick. It's pretty clutch, man. Like Dude. <laughs> I saw you call me out on my IG post. You're yeah. like, hey, you just posted this because you're on the autopilot in the Tesla. I'm like, dang straight you are. <laughs> Did you? I did. Wow. That's amazing. It's it's insane, bro. It's insane. I wasn't I wasn't stop and go traffic, but I I wasn't even like driving. It was just going for me. Wow. So that's dangerous though. That is my my
0: dangerous self. You know, I'm like, I'm just gonna go on IG. Dude, have you have you heard some of the accidents that are happening with a couple of these Tesla cars Mm -mm. with the autopilot? There was one guy that was driving on the highway, and I think he had a model three, and he It was a highway I, I don't know where he was, but the highway kind of went up a little bit, it inclined and then it went back down and there was a there was a ton of bumper to bumper traffic on that other side of the decline, and so the Tesla couldn't see it because part of the highway was also turning. Uh, uh mm. from right to left, and so it was just kind of blinded. And you see the videos taking this video, and he just it just slams on the brakes, and like he almost got Dude. into an accident, almost. That's wild. So it's like these cars are so good, but I feel like you still have to have some sort of awareness because they're not oh no perfected. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, no, it, it still sketches me
1: out. Like I'm all, I'm always like looking at the road. And I'm always having my hand on one hand on the steering wheel. But it's just like so much trust, dude. So much trust into technology, which that part scares me. Because like on a deeper note, it's like, okay, yeah, it's, this is cars. But going like moving forward in the future, I just feel like people are going to be more and more reliant on technology. And I don't know. When you're, when, you're, when you're literally trusting a car with your life, that's just like pretty much a big ass iPad it's scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh so yeah, yeah, I'm
0: on the same page with you there. Yeah. It's But it's, then
1: when the post got to go out, it got to go out, dude. I'm not- <laughs> you got to
0: do it for the gram. Yeah, I put <laughs> I've put my life in so much danger for like because of my vlogs, like just all that like filming while driving, like just the dumbest stuff. But anyways, um <laughs> Okay, so you have a Tesla, you've got a Forerunner, you've got this awesome office you're sitting in right now. This is in downtown Seattle.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's um, on 8th and Lenora, so it's like right next to... I don't know if... You haven't been to Seattle yet, yeah? No, you dude. Been? I really want to go. There's like an Amazon, there's like an Amazon headquarters over here, and they have these big ass like spheres, like Amazon spheres, which is pretty cool. But yeah, my office is like probably two minute walk from there, which is pretty dope, but um i i wasn't always in here i just moved in here probably two months ago my other office was a little bit farther i was sharing it with someone and that's like where i first had the mid combo podcast and then i was like oh this is gonna be like the dope permanent spot and then like just you know how it goes stuff just hits the fan you're like okay well this is not how i thought it was gonna go and so ended up not having that spot to split with and then i had to like search for a spot and then came across this little hidden gem It's actually crazy. It's like literally in a residential building, but like the first five floors of the parking garage, they have like these corner office units. So they're technically made for like the residents who live here, but it's open to the public too. Like if you want to rent an office.
0: Nice. So that's sick. it's kind of nice. How is Seattle living like prices wise? Like, is it pretty? Uh, Well, I live in
1: Federal Way, like I live in Federal Way, which is about 30 minutes away from the city um but dude it's getting stupid expensive here like in this building that i'm in right now i think like a two bedroom two bath is like four thousand four forty five hundred and it's not even a house it's like it's it's like a it's like a condo kind of kind of things you know so you take an elevator up like a hotel um it's getting crazy though like houses that are like the real estate videos that i do uh, for a client of mine it was like this rundown house like freaking you couldn't pay me to live in that house Um, But it was like $800,000 just because it's like in a prime location. I was like, that's insane. Like people really coming to Seattle and dropping that much money on buying a house and then remodeling it for, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars more, you know, so. It's it's kind of getting out of hand. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting too many people too. Sounds like L.A. prices almost.
0: <laughs> oh man, I hope not. It's just getting insane, dude. And yeah. the homeless problem is getting terrible. Oh out here. wow, that's sounding more and more like L.A. to me now. <laughs> I know it's terrible. Yeah. Um, so are you living? Are you living there? Is that just office space? And it's and just an office live? space. So you I ever- have like my like
1: backdrop stuff here so yeah any kind of like youtube video stuff that i need to do or talking stuff i'll do here um but yeah it's just kind of like a work away from home kind of thing because i do work at my office at home which is just my room uh-huh but there are so many times when i'm up here for shoots and client work and i'm like i hate coffee shop hopping too much like where i'm just like on a laptop i just want like my own space yeah uh so yeah i don't live here though i just come here
0: to shoot cool about it's been pretty new so haven't been able to be in here too much right yeah and are you are you living at home with your folks then or are you you have your own apartment i am okay. well i just got engaged so Dude, that's probably i be was gonna pretty say soon. man congrats bro
1: thanks bro Dude, big moves. crazy big <laughs> big moves big moves, big moves. Wow. um how was that but uh dude so stressful that's what i hear man i'm so i'm still getting used to calling her my fiance i've slipped up so many times i'm like oh yeah like christine my girl oh i mean fiance <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. so crazy dude but I, you always hear these horror yeah.
0: stories with with proposals it's like something happens something yeah. always happens and it like is the mm-hmm. most stressful thing so did something happen what or because I was trying to propose on my
1: um, aniver- on our anniversary, which was the 29th. And like, so I wanted to do it that day because I knew she was gonna be dressed nice. So I didn't have to like be all weird and be like, oh, dress nice to go somewhere, you know? So she already was already gonna dress nice. But then for some reason, last week when I did it, it was like the busiest week that I've probably ever had. Oh, um, man, like, had no time to plan anything. Like I literally didn't even find the location till like two days before the proposal, you know, I'm like, God. dude, I mean, it all came together obviously, but, um, yeah, it's stressful.
0: Yeah. Well, it looked like, I mean, but it looked it was amazing awesome. and you had your, you had a buddy of yours take photos for you and everything yeah 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 so i have um friends in the wedding industry because
1: i do weddings and so like yeah I, I had like my planner friend she's the one who like set everything up i didn't have to set anything up and then my photographer buddy just like met a couple like her husband and wife just met me there and then shot the photos got it done and um now i'm engaged wow
0: <laughs> that's crazy man Congrats. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's man. awesome
1: thank you thank you appreciate that whoever, whoever but uh whoever, yeah
0: I, oh, i'm sorry you go, you go ahead were you? i say? was just
1: gonna say like Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I still live with my folks. So to answer oh, your question. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And how is that? Mm-hmm. Is
0: that, I mean, you have your own office. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's, I feel like, wow, that's kind of like best of both worlds almost. Like, unless you don't like for your sure. parents, but I'm sure you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like everyone loves their parents, but there's moments, right? There's moments living with them. Yeah. So I actually lived on my own for about two years. Um, Like not too long ago, like two years. I moved out, lived on my own for like two years. Uh, with my best friend and that was that was awesome it was a cool experience you know obviously i was like at an age was like i want to go live on my own not have rules and whatever right right? so i did that went full send (laughs) spent a lot of money living on my own um and then i realized i'm like hey you know my parents they're they're like getting older and i'm like you know when they knew i was with christine so the the long, there was the time for me to be with them was less, right? Like, once I get married, like, I'm never going to live with them again. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, my mom and me, like, we always talk about, like, hey, like, let's do this together. But then, you know, when you don't live together, like, stuff just comes up and you're always, like, fighting to squeeze in those dinners. Yeah. And, um, my brother moved out, he got married. So I'm like, dude, there's two empty rooms at the house. I'm like, I'm just going to move back home. Yeah. Hang out with my folks for like two years before I get married. Yeah. Save a ton of money. Yeah. And so it's been great. I love it. Yeah. Just being at home, saving money and then, um,
0: planning the wedding and stuff will be fun. Yeah. I love that. That's a great idea. So you have, you got your Tesla, you got your forerunner. <laughs> <laughs> you're living at home you're saving money and you have your beautiful office and you're you're basically living the dream in my mind on paper it's always different. On paper, it's yeah, always on different paper. when you start mm-hmm. digging into these things but um i know you talk about it all the time you, you even have like an entire video on it but can you like talk about how you ended up where you are right now and just it doesn't have to be super detailed but just kind of like the main turning points, I guess, that, like, transpired to where you are now. Yeah,
1: yeah. so, um, I mean, for everyone who's listening, if they're wondering, like, kind of where I started, I kind of started in high school, I guess you could say. I mean, I've always kind of loved – taking photography like I remember like one of my first phones it was like literally like the camera that you like snap onto the bottom of a flip phone I mean it was old school um, my mom like gave it as like a hand-me-down and it shot like four megapixels I'm pretty sure but I just loved taking photos and then eventually I moved into um, like a DSLR camera got like a Costco like bundle deal for like 300 bucks and my dad bought it for me um, as like a gift and so from there um, you know just I was so fascinated by like uh, aperture and like how you can get blurred backgrounds. I remember when oh, I, the yeah. first photo I took, I was like, yo, this is crazy. I was like, this is a 3d photo right here. <laughs> um, that just like blew my mind. And so from there I kind of just stuck with photography and did like senior portraits and stuff in high school. And I was charging like, dude, like 30 bucks, nice. 40 bucks nice. for photos. Yes. It started like starting my friends charging like fifty dollars some of my friends they're just be like yo can you just hook it up i'm broke i work at like mcdonald's can you just do it for free i'm like i got you yeah sure um so just how, how i started and then eventually um like companies started to hit me up for like headshots uh stuff like that then i would start charging like a hundred dollars per photo mm-hmm. uh, but uh i forgot like i remember i worked i was working at starbucks at this time i hated that job dude freaking hate starbucks dude (laughs) starbucks is the worst bro people think you make coffee there but really you're just washing dishes and like pressing buttons dude no way if you work in the morning you make coffee but i went to school i was going to school while going to work yeah so i would work at night and night shifts Um, at starbucks is pretty much cleaning up morning's mess wow you know and so uh and then i and then i basically got a job at nordstrom um, while going to school for business and so during that time, I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna like try to do business and finance and work for some, some dope corporate company." Um, but this during this time, actually, I like stopped photography because I was going through like a mental, like a mental like just down, down, I guess you could say, just like breakdown. Because I'm like, "Yo, not making any money doing this whole content creation thing." Like parents were not supportive at all of my dreams yeah. in, in the beginning. Yeah. Like they just shut it down. They were just like you know they're asian bro they're yeah. like go become a doctor or like go go was like gonna let, i was gonna wait for you <laughs> to say
0: it <laughs> yo but no it's
1: true though asian parents bro i would come home with like a minuses they'd be like yo this is trash Dude. i'm like okay all right oh my well goodness. it's p.e so it's all good <laughs> oh my goodness but uh but yeah i mean parents weren't really supportive of it and they weren't uh on board with that so i kind of gave it up i was like dude this isn't for me mm-hmm. and i was working at nordstrom and nordstrom like it was pretty good money for the age i was at like yeah. it wasn't bad yeah. uh because he make on commission i worked in shoes sure uh but long story short uh picked the camera back up uh when i was around the time when i wanted to like find a new chapter in my life and then started video and that was like 2000 i want to say like three years ago now when okay. i started to like dabble into video okay um and then from there i just i just stuck with it yeah and then like never never dropped the camera from there even if it was spare time spare change like i wasn't really getting paid i was just trying to learn right right and then that's when i stumbled upon uh wanting to do social media and this is the time when like instagram was like they were really popping Popping off off. where like a lot of businesses were getting into instagram yeah you know yeah because before it wasn't really businesses you're just people trying to post cool photos but then i was like oh wow like brands and businesses really need social media right and that's when i when i I noticed i was like i want to go work for a company and do social media yeah then i stumbled upon working for rhino camera gear right um, which is like a slider company yeah it's like a slider company
0: yeah
1: yeah so they make camera equipment um and then the rest is history from there kind of just grew my skills at that company yeah and now i'm here but i would just say like i just kind of never dropped it in the sense where like my passion for it was always there
0: uh, I guess the drive for it kind of came and go, yeah. it comes and goes. Was, I mean, it still does. Was your mental breakdown, was that like just anxiety or what was um, that specifically? If you remember, I think
1: it has, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with self doubt, you know, like self doubt. Um, and this was and after honestly, high
0: school or in high school? After high school. Oh, this was after, after high, high school.
1: school. Okay. So like a lot of it was self doubt. Cause I was going to school too. I was going to college. And I was, like, paying my, like, by myself, paying for that college tuition. And wow. I'm like, this is so dumb. Yeah. Because I'm like, I, I specifically remember one quarter, there was, like, this camera I really wanted. Yeah. I think it was, like, a Canon 5D. <laughs> and I was like, I could either get this. Or pay for my tuition yeah and so i paid for my tuition because i was like this is the adult thing to do right but i look back on it i'm like that, i literally took nothing away from that class yeah and i still had to shoot on my crappy like canon rebel camera because right. i couldn't like buy both i couldn't right. pay for tuition and pay for school right um, or pay for the camera. And so I remember those things like that happening where I'm like, I just was, my dreams were like slowly slipping away. I'm like, okay, hey, this is not realistic. I need to get a job. Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, like in the, so funny, I was taking digital marketing class and the professor was teaching social media. I remember he was teaching these like tactics and I'm like, yo, these tactics are trash. <laughs> I was like, I don't even do this for work. And right. I know this doesn't, this isn't going to work. Right.
0: Um, and so from there, what year was that? Mental- how, how old are you by the way? I'm 23. You're 23, or I'm okay. about to turn 23. Like okay, next that month. makes sense. All right.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. And so that was like when I was 21. I was doing. I did this program where I did two years of college mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah. And so when I graduated, I was like kind of in my bachelor's from like 20, from like 19 to 20. Yeah. Um, but my mental side was more like self-doubt. Uh, I think like a lot of it has to do with financial. I feel like a lot of people don't understand that like when you're a creative, it's like people that's why there's a term starving artist because you know people are artists quote unquote but they're starving because they can't make money or make into a business model right Uh, i feel like you're really good at this is like you're like monetizing what you know is such a big part of mental health too because if you're not making money doing what you love Mm -hmm. it's like you're never going to truly be happy from it right you
0: know right yeah yeah dude that's crazy um i feel like in high school uh, the reason why I asked your age was because I was comparing like my high school and college years to you and they were just, they're a little shifted. Cause I'm, I just turned 27. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I've got that three and a half year gap or whatever. But in high school photography wasn't even cool, dude. Like if you took photos, you were the weirdest kid ever, at least in my high school. I don't know. Mm. Was that kind of going on in your high school at all? or mm, were not, not, re- really, not really not really it was it was more like oh you're actually like doing something that's really
1: that's like creative yeah oh, so but crazy. then i would say like the most of the people who were in photography or those kind of classes were kind of like i don't know we called them the downstairs kids yeah like the kids who just hang out downstairs by themselves yeah. like the people who kind of just like uh ex- like introverts basically yeah but I don't think it was ever like a thing where I felt like I was getting like bullied or like I was like people were viewing me differently because I was doing photography. Yeah. It definitely wasn't like that. Okay. Was it like that for you?
0: Yeah, dude. It was so really? weird. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I, I wasn't a photographer in high school. And that's probably why, yeah. dude. I was so influenced by the people around me that I did whatever everybody else was doing. And that's, that was my thing. I didn't even really crazy. think for myself for the, I mean, for the most part. But yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Can't photography anything with the camera like you you're just kind of a weirdo in my high school is that how you started out though like just in high school and picking up a camera no i started in college and i was trying to be a fitness influencer trying to make these vlogs these fitness vlogs and then over time i realized that was not 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 the content i was passionate about and then it became more passionate about the camera and stuff like that so It's so interesting because I feel like cameras and being a photographer like popped off around um, I want to say like five, six years ago, like around that time. Like now it's like the cool thing to do, because before that, it really wasn't Um, it just it wasn't a thing people did. And now everyone is trying to do that. Like modern photographers now are like rock stars. Like if you're, if you're on tour with like Billie Eilish or like whoever, like you're just as big as she is almost, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just, it's crazy. So it's crazy how this is just like the way it's transforming. And I think that's just because Instagram is, is just allowing for that. It's like opening up kind of the world that, you know, what you can do with a camera. It's kind of crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So what, you, you had the Canon Rebel, was it the T3i you started with? yeah t3i dude that's a great camera man i might (laughs) it's a it is a solid camera dude if you're listening to this and you're thinking about getting one and you're starting out you totally should that camera is great dude like i was looking at a video i made with it the other day and i was like shit that's better than what i'm making now (laughs) dude yes you know what I, mean? I was like did dude. i digress what happened <laughs> it's gotta go back to your roots man go pick up that camera and
1: slap on a slap on a lens and stuff i know. doing it
0: um totally switching gears here something that i was just interested in i watched your youtube video on how you quit your job and everything mm-hmm. and you said mm-hmm. you were you were working at zoomies Shout out mm-hmm. Zoomies. Love that place. Great. Hey, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you said that you, like, it made you uncomfortable because uh, you kind of had to, like, actually talk to people and, and look friendly and nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that from, are you, is that because you're introverted or are you extroverted or well, why do you think <laughs> you had to kind of change For that? Sure. Are you introverted?
1: So <laughs> I would, I would say I'm like an extroverted introvert okay Uh, if that makes sense like i i can be i have extroverted like tendencies like i can be very talkative and outgoing yeah but deep down like i'd rather just be by myself yeah you're an introvert yeah i'd rather be by myself like if people are like if i had the choice like do you want to go out with friends or and be myself like i'll choose being by myself probably most of the time i just love being by myself and just like doing my own thing um but if i need to like put on face and like be nice and talkative and outgoing i could do that too um but i would say like um, I'm more towards like the introverted side And that's actually funny Because I wasn't always like that I was I was actually more extroverted But I think over with time And like running your own business And seeing people Like you just become more of an introvert Because you're trying to focus on your own stuff Yeah um, But yeah, and Zoomies, Zoomies made me uncomfortable for sure yeah. Like just my introverted side was like Oh snap, I gotta be like Because su- I remember that during training They do this thing where like you sit in a circle With like all the new hires uh-huh. And then you have to go like kind of like hot potato but like off the cuff like improv like something that you like to do or something you like oh, doing and yeah. that gave me so much anxiety bro yeah. i'm like oh my <laughs> dude and then keep in mind these are all like skater punk kids right. like our, our new hires and i'm just like this i should have came to a zoomies interview in a polo bro yeah in a polo <laughs> i remember i was like dude this is so bad right now i'm like the only asian in here wearing a polo all these guys are like skater kids right, wearing right. like diamond and right. stucy and all this huff stuff um that that was funny that was funny um but yeah so it's just one of those things where like at zoomies the people who work there they're just like super outgoing they're super obnoxious that's when you go into zoomies they're like yo bro like what can i get for you like you want to match with this skateboard and this freaking tiffany blue nike sbs yeah. like whatever you know yeah, yeah. so like you kind of have to learn to do that but honestly those those like things that i've learned uh, really carried over into my business, yeah. I would say, because now I know, like, when things get uncomfortable, I know how to like kind of show face
0: and not like just break down, yeah, and like totally like miss the, miss the ball, you know, right, or drop the ball. Yeah, I'm an introvert, and so I've had to learn how to show face because I, I actually just found out recently that introverts have a hard time acknowledging other people for their success. They're thinking it in their in their minds. But they just, I don't know, they they have just a hard time saying, like, dude, you crushed it, dude, you killed it, blah, blah, blah. And I realized mm. after I learned that, I was like, wow, like, I really did struggle with that. Like, I wasn't really telling people that they were doing an amazing job. I was thinking it, but I wasn't actually telling them. And I had to teach myself, like... Edward Lee, you're fucking awesome man. Like I love you like like I had to teach myself that and I didn't realize yeah. that. So it's it's interesting. I've been doing tons of research on the introvert extrovert thing and finding out their strengths and their weaknesses and cuz I used to think like if you're an extrovert you you got it made and if you're an introvert you're not going to go anywhere. Because you do gain your energy from just being alone. You don't really want to put yourself out there as much. You don't want to talk to people as much. Um, but there's ways around it. So I was just curious.
1: Yeah. Wait. That's yeah. actually really uh, crazy you said that. Because that actually makes so much sense. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of my friends who are introverts. Even like family members. But they have such a hard time. Um, just like v- like expressing their feelings. in this. Like when they're trying to be like happy for someone. Yeah. So it just kind of comes off. Cold. So they think that so people think they're being cold, but really they're just, they're thinking out, they're just not like saying it. And then you got the extroverts where like it's almost on the flip side of that where they're being like fake. They're just like so much energy, so much like we're stoked for you and really like they're not, you know? Yeah. It's like the opposite. <laughs> exactly. um, so that's funny that you mentioned That's a really uh, interesting observation. I know. I just, yeah. I learned that like
0: a few days ago. I was like, huh, that makes total sense. That's crazy. Yeah. It makes, it makes sense yeah. though. Totally makes sense. Um, how yeah. was how your experience with Rhino? I, that's actually, I found out who you are through a collab you did with Ryan. Cow. Yeah. And that was when you were with- Is he
1: still alive, dude? (laughs) Dude. Ryan?
0: Ryan, if you're listening to this, man, we need you back, dude. Come back. Ryan,
1: (laughs) if you're listening to this, bro, we need you to pump out that fire YouTube content. I know you're doing big things in Vegas, but we need you back on the
0: tube, bro. He's he's partying in (laughs) Vegas, man.
1: I know. I know. Uh, I'm happy
0: for him though. I think yeah. I think he's having a good time. How was your experience with Rhino? Were you were you I I guess what were you doing? Just creating content for them? Were you dealing with sponsorships? Uh mm-hmm, what, mm-hmm. what was kind of your role with with Rhino?
1: Yeah, so at Rhino, so Rhino's still like a startup, you know. Like they've been in business for a long time, but they're very much so still in that like startup mentality. Yeah. Meaning like everyone kind of wears a lot of hats. Like if you're working there, you probably like you have a job title but you're probably doing a lot more uh than what just what your job title is gotcha and that's normal for like any startup company but for me so my official title was social media and content manager um but i mean i was doing pretty much everything um like i was doing social media management you know dms uh customer service on the social side and then i was creating all the content that was going onto to the social channel so like youtube videos instagram posts photography and then also photography for like web right so our website like blog posts things like that mm-hmm. that's also i was also doing blog posts and then Um, I was starting to slowly transition to marketing probably like a year in. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was doing all the brand stuff. So like, like, you know, like me and Ryan's collab, like I, I initiated that. I like put it all together. Like I pitch it to my boss. I'm like, I know this creator, we should work with them. Like Parker Walbeck, all those people. Yep. And so I handled all of the the sponsorships and brands and collabs that we had. And -hmm. then whenever new people would reach out like, Hey, like let's work together. I cannot handle all that stuff on the front end too. And so... Um, I pretty much was doing everything on like the the <laughs> digital side of things which which we can get into later like it yeah, yeah. that's kind of what led me to to leaving like okay. subconsciously, I was super burnt out, you know, yeah, but I think it was masked by the fact that I thought I was doing something I loved, yeah like I was. I was creating. So I was like, I should be happy right now. Yeah. But just cause you're doing something that you love doesn't mean you can't get burnt out by doing right. too much of it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's what happened with me at Rhino is like, I love doing it, but I just kind of got burnt out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but honestly being there though, it was, that's just kind of what I did, but having all the ability to work with the social side of things and then handling all the brand sponsorships and stuff, uh-huh. uh, it, it gave me a, a, a kind of an advantage, because when I reach out to brands now, like I know what everyone else is probably saying to them. Cause like I've got, I got like hundreds people trying to reach, like work with Rhino. So I know what the cliche responses and emails look like. I know what subject lines work. I know what, you know, what, what to send, what not to send with it. So that was nice. So now like when I reach out to brands, I know how to kind of like separate
0: myself to, to work with them, to stand out from
1: the rest of the emails I'm probably getting.
0: Do you want to share what is the best way to reach out? (laughs) To a brand. Yes, if they for sure. Want I want a sponsored sh- deal. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. No, like I'm, dude, you know me, like I'm all about sharing my secrets. Like I'm not one of those people. I'm like, oh dude, oh, only I can do this. So if you're listening to this, uh, definitely here's some, some, some nuggets for the email marketing. If you're trying to get to brands to work with you. Yeah. I would say like, number one, never, ever send an email without spec work. Like, don't ever just like reach out to a brand and be like, yo, like here's my handles. Let's work together. Right. Like, that's dope and all, but everyone's doing that. Right. I would say like, if you really, if you really want to work with this brand, because that just kind of shows how little you actually want to work with them you're just trying mm-hmm. to get paid right. but i would say if you really want to work with like um let's just say like a nike or something which is probably going to be really hard but working with nike that you could better your chance of working with them if you shoot like a spec ad and reach out with that spec ad like hey this is what i could create for you for social right like and being super realistic, uh, with what you're ask, right? Like if you're reaching out to a brand and you see that they're crushing it on social and they already have dope videos, don't go in there and be like, Hey, I can make a kick-ass promo video for you to like revamp everything. It's like, dude, they don't need that, but then go on social. And if they're like lacking videos or like they only have photos, then, pitch it and be realistic and be like, hey, I can make a social video for you. You know, that way they're like, okay, cool, we have a video guy, but we could use some social content. Yeah. So it's kind of just doing some research on the front end, like what do they actually need? So I would say it's like do your research on what they actually need. Don't just like blanket statement like let me help you. And number two would be always send it with a piece of work. Don't just like email them with text. Always send like even if it's a photo Um, and then the third thing would be use multiple platforms. Like don't just email them, like DM them as well, because a lot of the social people, um, some of them, they have, so like a lot of companies like Rhino, this is kind of what we did, but, um, and a lot of companies I work with, there's always a marketing guy who does email work. He usually answers people via email, but he's higher up. So he's not going to be the one to like manage social stuff. But if you're trying to manage social content and you want to reach out in that manner, you got to reach them out to the, in the DMS because they're going to see it more because they're on their DMS more than their emails. So if you want to work with brands and do social content for them, DM them on like Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, because their social media manager is going to see it and that's who you want. Like to see it, not like the marketing guy who is gonna have to go through like five different people.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So
1: that's just couple 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 pieces of advice. No, that's great. I think I think so
0: many people struggle with that. So many people are putting themselves first instead of putting the brand first, and and making sure Mm -hmm. that they pitch them something that they actually want. And just by going and just Mm -hmm. doing a little bit of research, you don't even need to work that hard. You could just look at their Instagram and be like, oh man, like their video content blows. Make them a video. Mm-hmm. It's like it's don't Dude, co- don't complicate exactly. things. Yeah. 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 That's actually a dope
1: video idea. Like I was actually thinking the other day, like how cool would it be if like yeah. we did like an experiment video? It's like, hey, here's this brand, here's their Instagram. That'd be great. Here's video. my pitch. Yeah. And then like uh get them to like reach back out to me and like try to like close them on a deal on yeah. like a gig. Or semi me product and then make a video on it, on like how, like from A through Z, how to close like a brand or work with them. Yes, that
0: is virality yeah. right there. I can, my spidey <laughs> senses are tingling. You're gonna... Everyone's like, oh, I'm gonna write that down and do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, well, I'll, I'll delay this episode until you make the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, we man. gotta, we gotta get you on the, the filmmaking course and make that segment right there about sponsorships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna do some sick stuff um yeah what was the worst pitch or proposal you've received when working from rhino do you have one that was like wow this guy is <laughs> this is out there mm. anything you remember yeah. or No, it's okay if you
1: don't um i wouldn't say like worst but i can maybe say like what i always like never really read the email yeah like i feel like it's so bad because there's just so like you gotta keep in mind guys like these brands they get so many people reaching out to them. So like yeah, right. just because you spend a whole day on a proposal and you have like a 400 word essay in your email, there's a really good chance you're going to read the first sentence, let alone the subject line and then just like close it. So you just wasted a whole day making an email. Right. And so I would say like number, the first things that we used to like just close and not even read was the people who would like say things like, Hey, I'm really broke. And I really want to work with you guys to get some gear because I have no money and I'd really, really appreciate yeah. uh, getting some gear from you guys. Like, dude, yeah. we trashed those like the first two seconds we started yeah. reading it. Yeah. So, like, I know that, I know their strategy. They're trying to pull that like the emotional
0: tie. Yeah. But
1: it's like, dude, we're that in a business even here. Work, like, though. businesses
0: don't care, dude. I've never heard like, of that even working the begging. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So that's, that's
1: one to never do. Uh, yeah. Never bat an eye. And then also, um, I feel like this does work sometimes if you have a lot of metrics, but if you're a smaller creator and you're first starting out, don't ever put like metrics, um, like don't ever email people with like, oh, my video got X amount of views, like you should work with me if that's like the only video that's popped off for you. You know, because some people do that. They'll like reach out and be like, "Hey, I made this video uh five months ago and it got like a hundred thousand views," but then you go to their channel and every other video has like a thousand views. Right. Because you kind of like you kind of shoot yourself in the foot by doing that. Because now they see like, "Oh, you're you're not consistent." Yeah, exactly. So we're not gonna work with you. Right. So like, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to like show the clout and be like, "Hey, like work with me. I got a hundred thousand views," but. In that sense don't show the metric but if you consistently get a hundred thousand views you can say that and be like hey we consistently get a hundred thousand views in our videos and that works usually pretty well and so there's like little things that you just don't want to do when and like you just don't want to shoot yourself in the foot in the first like five seconds of an email and short and sweet is the best so if, contrary to what other people think i feel like Short and sweet is always the best. Like, just reach out, be a normal person. Just be like, hey, this is my name. This is what I love doing. I've created this piece of spec work for you. Let me know if you want to work together. Boom. They will let you know what they need instead of you trying to, like, pressure them to do, like, some extravagant $4,000 ad with you. You know what I mean? Just... Show them what you're made of, and then let them kind of steer the conversation. Like, cool, we like this. We can use it for social. We like this. We can use it for website. You know, whatever they want to do, a blog post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta but keep. Short and you sweet. gotta
0: keep it short and sweet. Even especially when talking to not just brands but influencers too, because they're getting hundreds and hundreds of messages oh, dude. every single day. It's like yeah. even 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 me who doesn't have a big audience, like I even respond to like 30, 40 DMs a day oh going yeah back. And I'm like, somebody sends me a long freaking paragraph, like there's a good chance that it's <laughs> not it can't I can't respond anymore. I just can't. Yeah, yeah. And Matt, no for sure. I yeah. feel you on
1: that. Yeah. I feel you on that. I can't even imagine what it would be like for people Dude, yeah. I feel the same way cuz I get DMs and I'm like, I, I love getting back to DMs, but dude, if I had like a ton of DMs to get to every day, that would be that would give me so much anxiety
0: to be honest, like I I just wouldn't even like it. It gives me anxiety. I don't, I, have, I still yeah. have less than 10k on Instagram, it gives me anxiety. It's crazy. <laughs> which
1: which is crazy, which we could talk about a later later time too. You're like crushing it for like, I, I, I just love people who are who don't have, like, that K. Yeah. But they're just, like, crushing just it crushing on content. Shit. I'm like, dude. And they're, like, freelancing, full send, doing, like, making their own money, doing what they love doing. And I'm like, yeah. that is proof. That is yeah. proof for people that you don't need a following. Yeah. And like, we, you, you talk about this a lot. And so does Joey. You know, mm-hmm. our friend Joey. He talks about this a
0: lot, too. But yeah. you don't need that following to make money and do what you love doing. Right. It's so true. It's, like, it's definitely one of my biggest messages because... I don't have a big following. It's like you know, use your strengths, right? I don't have a big following, but mm-hmm. I'm full time making a good living, doing what I love. Like, okay, that has some exactly. some leverage now, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we can we can definitely get into that. We like, fuck, we can get into it now. I the the reason or the, yeah, the main reason I kind of discovered that this was something big was when people, influencers with 100K, 200K, started DMing me asking for help. That's when it was like, holy crap. Even if you do have a big following, it doesn't necessarily mean like you've made it, <laughs> you know? You still have to learn how to monetize your brand or you have to learn how to um, talk to other brands and get sponsorship deals mm-hmm. and you know, things like that. Or you have such bad engagement You have to just create better content, and who knows why you have 200k when you have bad engagement. But maybe you just kept doing the same thing over and over again. You haven't adapted to you know the times or whatever. So if you're listening to this, if you're still not convinced that
1: having an Instagram following is not that important, like I remember when I hit 10k, and when that time came. Like, you, you think that once you get that K, you're like, your life just freaking changes. You're like, yeah. holy crap, dude. I have 10K now. I got... Okay, you do get swipe up, which I think is so dumb that Instagram only gives swipe up to people who have 10K. It's that so is like dumb. just the most rude, rude thing ever. It is rude. But, but when I remember when I hit 10K, like literally that day was so anticlimactic because I was still had the same amount of money that i had yeah this no brands were hitting me up still like yeah my camera skills are still the same like nothing changes literally you just get a little bit more engagement on instagram Mm -hmm. which like you were saying like it's actually better to start out with small number have really good engagement and work your way up very very slowly because if you get 200k followers from some viral thing but then you only get a thousand people to like your post no brand is going to work with you because you have terrible right. engagement right so actually having
0: that following in can hurt you more than help you yeah in my opinion yeah, yeah. no that's a great point point. and now instagram is taking away likes so now you mm-hmm. really have to have good engagement and driving conversation in the comment section mm-hmm. that's going to change mm-hmm. everything what's what's your opinion on that taking away likes i think it's uh
1: I, i'm not really like affected too much by it i feel like it's I feel like it's... I know what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, I feel like Instagram, like we give these these like, these like behemoth platforms too much credit. Like Instagram is not trying to change the world. They're trying to monetize. Like yeah. at the end of the day, they want to make money. Like right. we can think that they're like, oh, they're, they support mental health and like, yeah. all these things, which is true. I don't think that they're not. But I think at the end goal, their goal is to make money with the platform. And so taking away likes is going to um, use... I feel like they're taking away likes is going to force brands to reach out to creators more directly and use Instagram's platform to like use the shopping features and things like that because, you know, brands now, they can't just like quickly go to account and be like, oh, this guy gets really good engagement. Mm -hmm. They need to dig a little bit deeper in the app. And I think eventually, like Instagram's gonna try to create this method where like if you want if you're a brand and you're a creator and you want to work with them you have to go through instagram and they get a cut somehow yeah i just feel like they're they're trying to go to that route you know that's why they have the whole shopping feature now because like they want people to shop in app and not do the whole like link in bio thing and like have them leave the app to go buy a purchase because instagram's like bro what the heck we're we're there's like billions of dollars being circulated in this platform right now we're not even making any of it because it's all like leaving app they're just using it for like as a bridge, right. Um, so I think getting rid of likes is good, but like you said, I think comments and engagement is, is really important. I think like you can easily, dude. Nowadays, you can go to someone's account, you can scope it and know exactly like how much of their followers are engaged in two seconds. You yeah, just, you just go to their account, see their followers, go to their first post, see how many comments they got. Like it's super simple now. It's game you over. Know? Yeah.
0: So my take on that would be, I, I think it's good. I think it's yeah. good. I think it's good too. I think. I think businesses will still be able to do deals with influencers. I think, I mean, there's still brands that are doing deals with influencers with two hundred bought, fo- two hundred thousand bought followers. Like there's still brands out there that like literally are just not woke. They, oh I don't gosh, understand. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I would much rather do work with you or work with like Tyler Babin or like whoever than some yeah. Joe Schmo with three hundred k, any day yeah exactly um it's crazy but i think you know instagram might have some they might be kind to mental health and they're gonna be like oh like this is gonna be better for creators and stuff i think that to a degree but obviously like anything they do there's some sort of uh revenue goal behind it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um a metric yeah some sort of metric for sure and mm-hmm, definitely but i am i'm still excited because i think it will help a lot with mental health and and have creators focus more on the content and not how to get likes focus on how to create for better sure. content um so mm-hmm. i i like it too i'm i'm a big fan um getting back to Rhino really quick we were going to talk about why you left and we didn't touch oh, on yeah, it yeah, so yeah, for what, sure what what was like the tipping point where you're like okay fuck this
1: Mm, I mean, it was never really a point where I'm like, oh, like I hate Rhino and I left. It, it never became <laughs> like out that. I, I still, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, uh, I still to this day like have a lot of respect for um, the people that work there and have worked there that I've seen come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I just felt like I was doing a lot, you know. And I, I don't know. I think I think being having an entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, and always trying to work. I, I, you, I actually talked about this in your, in your last podcast uh, a while ago mm. or co- like a two episodes ago, I yeah. think, but talking about like working less, but making more yeah. like it's a thing. Yeah. Like it's a thing that people do. Like most people are rich because they figure out a way to have more time, but make more money. Mm-hmm. So like you should be constantly striving to work towards how you can work less, but make more. Mm-hmm. And, um, I feel like working a nine to five totally contradicts all that yeah well you're uh, like thinking. you're just a worker that's it you're just a yeah. worker yeah which 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 like i always say too is not a bad thing no. like if you love your job like a stable paycheck like that's awesome that's something that that's a luxury that freelancers oh, yeah. don't get to have like we don't have that stable paycheck um but with that being said though like everyone's different and like my my personality too i'm like okay i'm working this many hours at this job getting paid this amount of money per year and i'm also making like this amount of money on the side working way less hours so i'm like okay how do i get more on this side and less on this side like how do i work less and pay more and so i was just cons- kind of constantly brewing on that idea like any job that i had i've always kind of thought in that manner and so i feel like it just got to a point where i'm like dude i'm young like That was around the time I'm like, I could go back home. I'm like, dude, I got some runway built up. I'm just going to go full send on this (laughs) thing and just try to make it. And I'm so glad that I did because so many different opportunities opened up for me. Um, But yeah, I just, I was constantly just thinking like, okay, how do I not work nine to five? Can I work like 11 to two and make the same amount of money? You know, that sounds so nice. Like if you're listening to this and you're working nine to five, you're probably like, dang, that sounds freaking dope working 11 to one and making the same amount of money. But it's possible, like it is possible, um, especially with the world we live in now and the society we live in and how everything's changing digitally. It's totally possible. And I- I've met some pretty wealthy people myself in my own lifetime. And um, there's this one guy, my friend Rob, he runs like a supplement company. And he's the, he just got acquired not too long ago, but he's like the CEO of the company now. But man, he, he works hard, don't get me wrong, but he works smart. He works super, super smart. Like he's not just a hard worker. Um, He doesn't just put in the eight hours. He puts in like four, but they're like quality, quality hours of work. sure. And he's a millionaire. You know what I mean? So like, I, I truly believe that You just have to kind of figure out the loophole in whatever it is you're doing
0: and and go full send on it, you know? Yeah, I love that. You know, I have to tell you, you are one of the few people, specifically creatives, more so creatives than just entrepreneurs, more so creatives that understand that concept alone of being able to work less and make more because In reality, there's about 5% out of all the things that you have to do during the day to make money. There's only about 5% that's actually going to progress whatever you're doing. Everything else is like busy work. And I talk about this in my podcast a lot. Editing, for example. Creatives, they love to edit. Um, Or they don't love to edit, but they can't let it go because it's their work. It's mine, blah, blah, blah. And I always talk about how editing is really just... It's just, labor, it's just manual labor putting it together. It's the vision and you being able to convey that vision to somebody else so they can go and edit. And I know you are starting to look for an editor, which is fucking awesome. Um, yeah. How's that process been for you, by the way? Uh, just getting started? It's so
1: funny you say that.
0: I just, I just hired him yesterday. No way, bro. <laughs> really? Yeah.
1: Well, it's it's not like an official hire. Yeah. We're doing a test run for like a few videos. Um, so i'm so stoked about that because i'm on the same page with you like editing um most at least the first couple hours of editing when you're diving into a video is just such busy work bro yeah, it's just it's, like it's sifting through the footage mm-hmm. laying out the timelines adjusting the gain and and like syncing up audio files it's just like so much stuff that takes up so much time you know and like like it's kind of like you know four hours that i don't have to spend like if i I could pay for those four hours i could buy those four hours by getting an editor right let's say i pay this editor two hundred dollars to buy those four hours but if in those four hours i can focus on my business and close a client that way i get paid five thousand dollars that four that's like a which one's better like saving that 250 dollars or making five thousand dollars right so um yeah I agree too many people they don't think about that and so I was trying to find an editor it's so funny because your podcast was like oh you know like outsourcing and I'm like dude I'm trying to outsource and I was like all right this is the kick in the butt I need and I'm gonna go like make this Instagram post and so I got a bunch of people to hit me up but you know that's the hard part too is like I feel like that's the manager part of being a content creator like contracting things out and you know being a manager is not easy but I, a lot of my friends they were like, why don't you just get like an intern, you know? And I'm like, uh, like the intern, the whole intern thing. Sometimes I feel like it's double-edged sword, right? Cause it's like, I'm not the type of person just use someone, you know, I don't want to just like use them just because they, they want to learn from me. Um, I know that's, I know that's valuable, but I feel like I want to benefit someone monetarily too. So if you're working for me, I want to get you paid. And I was telling my editor that I might be working with, um, doing some test runs. I was like, yo, like I 100% want you on this ride, like with me. So it's like if you are editing and it's going really well, it frees up my time to get more money. I can pay you more, and we work on more projects together. You know, so kind of like a mutually beneficial thing. But yeah, it's been going good, good for you, dude. I'm fingers crossed that this is the this is the right. I know you're looking for
0: one right now too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I found one as well. Um, we just did a test yeah. run with my last video, and you know, it's it's difficult because when you're doing this for the first time, you have to create that process. And so that's the hardest part is creating that process. And then once you get into the swing of things, it gets smoother and smoother. You become, you, you, you finalize that, that system. Um, and it gets, it just gets easier. So, yeah, I, I think I, I think I found the right person as well, which I'm really excited about. And I also hired, I just hired an assistant, um to handle a lot of back end stuff, emails, um, my course stuff, like all that is going to be taken care of. So that I'm like, I'm even more stoked about that. Um, but yeah, you you have to be able to let things go. And the most successful people out there are people that are able to delegate the best and not just do all the work. You, you know, you just you're just doing busy work at the end of the day. That's not progressing anywhere. So Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. Like a lot of people struggle with that, but it's really creatives that really they're like, nah, this is my project, motherfucker. (laughs) Exactly. And 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 some
1: and some creatives are just like so bougie about their work too. You know what I mean? They're like, they don't want to share credit, right? They're like, oh, like, oh, if someone else touches this, then I have to give them creds, and I don't want to tag them on IG. Like, I want to take full credit. I'm like, dude, fuck that. (laughs) All right, man. If you want to work and not get any sleep and do that and take full credit, then you're gonna be one of those people that just do that. But me, like, I have my life cut out a little bit differently. Like, I wanna, you know, I don't wanna be, dude. I don't wanna be that 50 year old guy rolling up to a shoot with a camera. Like, I'm just no, dude. Like, that's not what I wanna do. Like, I I love this stuff now, but for the next 20, 10 to 20 years, like, I don't wanna be freaking making YouTube videos and vlogs when I'm 45. Like, (laughs) that's not what I wanna do. So, in order to get to that point you got to set up the pillars early. you got to set up the infrastructures early. So that way you can not necessarily retire, but you can do a different thing later when you're older. You have a
0: business that you can walk away from. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Or sell or whatever. Invest into other things, you know?
0: Dude, yeah. yeah, There's very few people like you that understand that, especially at 23, which is freaking, it's crazy. Um, Me at 23, I... Dude. I don't know. Yikes. Everyone's getting younger. It's like it's blowing... As I get older, things are... I don't know. This is crazy. Anyways. No, no.
1: It's crazy. No, people are getting... Dude, I've met I met, just met like a 17-year-old
0: The other day Who's just
1: straight up crushing yeah. it Like getting these brands Getting these brands to pay him Like $2,000, $3,000 For these like gigs And I'm like Dude, you're 17 yeah. You're not even graduated From high yeah. school yet That's like If I was ever getting paid $3,000 for a gig And I was still like Sitting in class During the daytime Like you're making dumb money, yeah. bro Like Making more than a teacher That's just stupid <laughs> Yeah You're making Yeah, literally You're making stupid money And so yeah I, I feel you too Like I'm 23 But I feel like the age Is getting younger to under me you know like because because all these platforms are
0: promoting kids are young too so they're like 14 15 coming up right right yeah dude yeah there's like a couple of 17 year olds that just got hired by beautiful destinations and i'm just like wow bro (laughs) wow (laughs) at 17 i was i don't know i was trying to uh, i was trying to fit get in some a girl. school dude in the cafeteria yeah, yeah. i'm trying to <laughs> hit on some girl and yeah <laughs> crazy man um so how crazy. is it now that you're on your own completely how is it having a hundred percent creative freedom has that been hard for you mm. or has that been yeah it has it has it's like it's like a constant battle i would say like
1: um it's like this like when i was working a job at rhino like one thing for sure is like you have structure having structure is always good that's why i feel like it so even if you are running your own business and you're a freelancer you still need structure and so i feel like having having structure is good and so when i was working at rhino that pressure was off me because i'm like okay like i don't have to wonder what i'm gonna be doing nine to five i know what i'm gonna be doing nine to five you know what i mean um but then being your own boss and being your own like business owner uh there's definitely those times you're like dude, like, I don't want to work right now, but I know I have to work. Um, And also you just have these like low points and there isn't some manager that you can go to and be like, how do I get out of this? You have to like solve it yourself. You know, you can't just go to HR or you can't just go to like, you know, your boss and be like, yo, help me out of this. And you still get that steady paycheck. That's the worst part too, is like, when you feel those zones, you're also not getting paid because you're not working. And so it's like a double L because like you have no one to go to and then you also are not getting paid. (laughs) Um, and so, like at those times, it definitely gets tough. It's pros and cons though. But I've been freelancing. I've been going full time on my own for oh crap! It'll be like one year in like hey. uh, like next month. Yay.
0: Edward Lee, crazy Let's go, dude! Bro.
1: That's so crazy, Pump, dude. Already, already almost been a year, dude. She flies, since I, since it? I quit my job, but uh, yeah. but yeah, I would say like I wouldn't trade it for anything though. Like I, I there, like on the flip side of that though. There are days where I just wake up and I'm just like, I'm just not gonna work today because I just want to take a me day. I just want to like chill, hit the gym, and like just go longboard. And I can totally do that, and no one's getting on my no one's getting on my case about it. Like I could totally do that, and I could edit at nine p.m. if I wanted to. You know what I mean? So those things are nice, but I would say like what really has helped me is like if, if you're listening this listening to this and you want to go full send and quit your job. Number one, make sure you have, like, at least six months of runway. Like, don't just quit your job and you're broke. Like, you're going to get so stressed out. Make sure you have at least six months of runway, six to 12 months um, in your bank account so that, like, if everything hits the fan and you have no clients for six months, you can still pay for yourself to live. That's, like, super important. And then I would say um, when you first quit, your number one objective should be to get retainer clients get clients that are going to pay you on a consistent basis every single month, yeah. even if it's for like three months to six months, like having retainer clients and having that, what we talked about like a couple seconds ago, that having that structure is what's going to keep you like sane because you at least know like this is where money's coming from. But if you don't have that structure, you're just going to be like so stressed yeah, out. Totally. But yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. That's kind of how it's been going. Yeah. Down for me.
0: I, I, I always recommend retainer clients, especially when just getting started, just to just to ease yourself into things. And I didn't when I started, I didn't even know what a retainer was. I was like, I don't have my retainer anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like I literally I didn't know what that was. <laughs> and so I was doing project oh, after project, like, when's the next project? You know? But I made it happen because I, I I put yeah. my back up against the wall. I didn't have any other choice. So so yeah. I made it happen. And I also knew that I wasn't going to do video gigs long-term. I just knew. So that was another thing. How how did you come
1: across... Sorry to cut you off. Um, I just want to ask you in just this this second. But um, how did you come across, like, the whole filmmaking course thing? Like, obviously, you're a content creator, right? Like, who did you meet? Or, like, how did you come across the idea of, like, I want to create a course that can, you know basically pay itself out time and time again like as i keep yeah, you yeah. know and obviously you're not just like doing you're helping people you're offering right. value so how did you come across
0: that idea uh lewis house lewis yeah oh, really? I, he um i because I, we were talking a lot about my my vision and my goals and um and he's like dude like if you want if you want that freedom to create what you want to create for your own brand start a course and i'm like what's that and then that kind of mm. You know, led me down the rabbit hole, and then through him, I met people that were well. He's a master at courses himself, but I met people that actually took the time to teach me, and so I got really valuable information th- through his network. And that's kind of how I I dove into it, and it's been it's been freaking amazing. Um, and I know you're going to start something for yourself soon, and we could talk about that um, later. But yeah, it's been it's been amazing, and I always tell my i don't know if i tell my members i tell i think i just say this on my podcast like you know i started it for selfish reasons i wanted the freedom i wanted to be able to create my own content and that was the initial reason to start all this in the first place and then over time i was like whoa this is helping people or i was getting feedback like oh you know you didn't touch on this and slowly over time i'm like all i care about is them and seeing their transformation it's it's amazing because you get that in person or not in person it's on zoom but you get that face-to-face connection instead of just a comment in the youtube section or the Mm -hmm, description or whatever mm -hmm. so yeah, man it's that's so it's sick. been insane dude. So sick. yeah it's been really cool yeah um and i know you me joe i think we're all we're gonna do something like an in-person yeah we gotta workshop do- yeah like we should do something i've always wanted to do that myself but i think the three of us like combining brain power and and our audiences like we're gonna make something mm-hmm. incredible i think so i think so too i think we can do something
1: really really sick maybe like a two-day workshop or something and
0: or yeah. fucking we, four yeah, days. We'll yeah. We'll, we'll get crazy with it. Um, one thing, cause I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, there's like a million other questions I have, but, I uh, it's just uh, i don't want to take up too much of your time yeah i i personally don't mind but i don't want if you're listening to this probably like yo this is a
1: long podcast yeah, i told so you joe rogan take a- style his
0: are like three hours hey, joe- it's crazy yeah his are
1: three Dude, hours so that's crazy I mean, hey
0: um hey if you don't want to listen anymore you can turn it off yes <laughs> no don't turn it off i need the i need the reviews no i'm just kidding <laughs> um oh shoot what was i gonna say okay last last question we'll, yeah. we'll end it with this mm-hmm. um Describe your perfect day if money was no object. What's your perfect day? What would you wake up, start doing? What, what's your afternoon activities, and and what's your your evening thing? What's mm-hmm. what's a perfect day in your mind? No work, work for uh, sure, workout, whatever. Yeah, that's a really good question. I honestly
1: haven't really given this much thought. So, that's why I asked it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Perfect day. Yeah. Perfect day for me. Um, I would say like a perfect day for me is definitely waking up and hitting the gym. Like the first thing in the morning is like a perfect day hitting the gym, getting that like, you know, blood flow and like getting mental clarity, like that fog from the night rest, like just getting that cleared and then starting my day around like 9am, 930am is like ideal. And then I usually don't hit breakfast. I'm like not really a breakfast eater. So I'll skip breakfast and not eat breakfast. Um, and then ideally like working from like probably like 10 to 2 p.m. Maybe, you know, like whether that's like admin, email, social media, or, you know, creating content like 10 to 2 p.m. And then after 10 to 2 p.m., um, kind of doing another thing where I go and like unplug. Whether that's like going to catch up with a friend like go eat lunch you know like go out in public and not just be in my room all day and like from two to four and then i would say like after that it would probably just be like um doing some like mental self-help stuff so it's just like reading a book like taking some time by myself you know i wish i had that i wish i could do that every day but it's just like when there's projects you just can't but i really wish i could do that every day
0: don't say can't, bro. Outsource. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, gotta get there. Dude, I, get know, there. I know. I yeah. know. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Uh, but
1: then yeah, ending my day probably just like with my family or, you know, with my well, yeah, fiance now, but yeah, just spending time with Yeah. Spending time with loved ones. And I really wanna travel nice. more. Traveling is dope. Like if I could just like have a travel trip once a month, that would be super awesome. Yeah. Like I I'm not the type of person yeah. to backpack and like travel somewhere for like three weeks. Like I get super anxious and then i always want like i always miss home like after like week one and a half but if i could
0: just travel for like four or five days to a different place every single month that'd be like really that'd be ideal we should do a trip man because I I was just talking to my girlfriend about this. It's like, you know, I do trips, you know, with her and with, you know, if I do trips for another brand, like if I'm creating a video for another brand, I have to travel somewhere or whatever. Like I have not done enough trips where I'm just going with another creator or two and just creating dope shit like everybody has done that on Instagram, I think, except for me, which is just, it <laughs> blows my mind every single time. So yeah. I would no, love to do a trip. Page. We should do something crazy. Um, go somewhere and, and just create some really cool stuff. I'm so down. Cause I feel like that's, I feel like that's just a good time
1: to, um, I mean, obviously get content, but also just like see the world a little more, you know, like build more meaningful relationships and just like kind of see the world through other people. And I feel like that's super important to growing your business too, like all in all, because it just kind of rejuvenates you. And then also you have... Honestly, like low key though too. You can't just travel with just your friends because they don't know how to get the bangers, dude. You gotta know, you gotta you travel can't. with your friends that can get those That's right, get that composition and framing need right. Eye, you know, son, you Yeah, need that eye, dude. Yeah. Seriously, Absolutely. like so. Like, traveling with people who create content too is super fun. It's key, and it's gonna help your yeah. personal brand big time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we we definitely will plan that.
0: Yeah. All right, bro. I appreciate it, man. Where where can people connect with you? You're on Instagram. You want to drop your podcast? Where where's the hot spots? Uh, yeah, it's just uh, at Edward
1: Lee Films, uh, two E's and Lee, uh, Edward Lee Films on Instagram and just like everywhere. And then um, on Spotify and Apple iTunes, it's called Mid Convo's. My podcast. It's M I D c-o-n-v-o mid convo but uh it's been it's gonna pick back up probably in the next week or two here and then we gotta get we gotta get you on it yeah, too so maybe once that happens let's go It'll be awesome. I wanted, to, I wanted to do this
0: in person, but I was just like, you know what? I don't want to wait anymore. Like, let's just start popping these off. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. For sure. So, anyways, dude, I uh, appreciate your time. You're doing amazing things. This is where my introverted, where I had to teach myself how to tell these things to you, right? <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, I'm just kidding. You're
1: like cringing inside yeah, right now. You're I'm like, okay, like, okay, okay. I got to do this. I got to oh, do this. <laughs> sucks.
0: No, I'm kidding, dude. I'm, I'm really, I'm super uh-huh. impressed by you and just everything you've accomplished and now you're engaged and it's just, dude... You're killing the game man thanks bro um appreciate so thank it. you appreciate for inspiring it, you too, guys that are listening go over to his instagram because he does all these crazy behind the scenes type instructional videos that is some of the best content i have seen especially on that platform um so go check out edward lee guys and 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 thank you man appreciate you coming on dude it's been fun peace thanks yeah, later.